0: Hey what's up everyone, this is Nick from Live Rehab, I'm Denise, and today we're talking about my favorite subject, sleep. I'm Nick Roberts,
1: I'm Denise Roberts,
0: and welcome to Addiction Radio, the podcast from Live Rehab.
1: We believe people should be able to beat their addictions without having to give up everything.
0: Your journey to recovery and a healthier life starts right now.
1: Your addiction has likely been taking a toll on your body, and sleep is a key component to tackling that addiction.
0: Yeah, we've talked previously about fitness, we've talked about nutrition, but sleep really plays a vital role in how your brain recovers from just the regular day-to-day life, not, not even including when you're adding in things like addiction or drugs or alcohol.
1: Right, it's really important to let your body rest. As you've been fighting your addiction, more than likely you've been not really focusing on, on your sleep or you've been having a hard time sleeping or you've been engaging in those activities that keep you from sleeping or having a good night's rest. Sleep is a key component to fighting any addiction. When you're not getting enough sleep, you're putting your body at greater risk for relapse and triggers. We're here to talk to you about how you can let your body rest.
0: Sleep is so vitally important even when you're not dealing with an addiction. And then when you bring in an addiction, it's just going to go ahead and make that that much tougher for you. Because when you sleep, that's really when your brain repairs itself. That's when your body repairs itself as well. So if you're restricting or getting too much or too little sleep because of your addiction, on top of that, you're making it that much harder for you to recover properly.
1: Right. And so most of you have probably been in some sort of wonky sleep schedule. If you're up all night taking part in whatever you're choosing to do with your addiction, and then maybe sleeping all day so it's going to be challenging to get to kind of flip your body and to make sure that you're getting enough sleep Um, when you sleep too too much you're at greater risk for things like depression being sad lack of motivation and that can also lead to potentially triggers and relapse
0: people don't realize that you can actually sleep too much i think i I know a lot of people Probably imagine that sleeping too much would be a great thing, but that's actually not the case, and, and oversleeping or sleeping too much can really cause you to be in a state where you are gorgy, you're not feeling great, and you're, you're unable to then cycle that properly over the nighttime as well. And the human body is built off the circadian rhythm, I think. I'll have to look that up and make sure I'm pronouncing that right. But it's it's used to you know waking up when the sun rises and going to sleep when the sun sets.
1: And also, if you sleep too little, um, that's not good either because then you're, you feel agitated, you can feel anxious, mm-hmm. um, you kind of get all you know, worked up, and that as well can is lead to triggers and relapse.
0: It's one of the few things where if you don't sleep enough, you can actually enter a state of psychosis. If You, mm-hmm. if you, can, you cannot stay up past a certain period of time. And so if you are on a binge or, or something's going on in your life and you're, you're up two days straight three days straight, you're going to start to get into a spot where you are entering some pretty dangerous territory.
1: Definitely. So let's start by uh, taking inventory. So we're going to talk about um, how you can figure out how much sleep you're currently getting.
0: How much sleep are you actually getting? So how
1: much did you sleep last night? Um. Oh, actually, I just happened to look at my <laughs> log before we recorded this. I think I slept about seven and a half hours.
0: Seven and a half, that's pretty good. See, me, I was less than seven hours, but... Always in deep sleep for quite a bit, mm. so
1: yeah, I didn't have a chance to look at my deep sleep. So yeah, we'll be talking about that um, a little later as well. Um, the difference in the like the quality of sleep that you're getting, mm. but the first thing that you need to do in order to um, to kind of tackle this sleeping thing is to take inventory, um, and this is this needs to happen over a couple of days. Um, so to do that, the easiest way is to use a fitness tracker if yeah. you have one.
0: We talked about fitness trackers before, and I love, you know, a good fitness tracker because it will do all that for me automatically. Super lazy. It would be much better for me to have it tracked automatically, and that's what it does.
1: And we talked about, like like Nick said, we talked about this with um, nutrition and fitness. So if you have a good fitness tracker, it does it, it's an all-encompassing. Um, But if not, if you don't have one, that's perfectly okay, too. You'll just keep a little sleep log, like uh, have like a pen and paper next to your bed. And make sure that you're writing down um, the time that you fell asleep and the time that you woke up. Approximately the time that you fell asleep. Um, And then make note as well um, on some other things like how do you feel during the day? How did you feel when you woke up? Were you groggy? Were you tired? Things like that.
0: Yeah, any additional notes that you can make I think helps. Mm Because I think it helps you to figure out, okay... Went to bed at 9, woke up at 6, didn't feel that great. But, you know, went to bed at 10, woke up at 7. That was better for me. And you can start to find your own kind of natural rhythm.
1: Yeah, exactly. But you, you can't do
0: that if you don't know what's actually happening,
1: right? So, so take a couple of days, at least three or four, just to kind of get that average. Um, we all have bad nights here and there, so you wouldn't want to just go off of like one or even two days. Um, but start there, uh, get an average, and then we're going to talk about. Uh, let's let's just jump right into that now. Let's talk about how much sleep you should be getting.
0: That's a good question. How much sleep should you be getting? And obviously, we know that I'm not getting enough sleep because science says you need to be sleeping between 7 to 9 hours a night. Now, to be fair, I was working on making sure we had this podcast ready to go for the day. No excuse. So maybe (laughs) we can give me a break this day. But I've got to make it up, right? I've got to make sure that over the average, I'm getting 7 to 9 hours of sleep. But there's also an important factor, though. It doesn't take me hardly any time at all for me to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. My head hits the pillow... I'm out.
1: It really should only take you about 7 to 10 minutes to fall asleep each night. Now, the amount of sleep that you should be getting, 7 to 9 hours, Okay, we do realize that um, if it may take longer or it may be easy for you to meet this goal. So, for example, if you're only sleeping 2 to 3 hours, every night, it's going to take you a while to gradually work towards getting to that seven hour goal. Same thing if you're sleeping 12 to 13 hours, it's going to take you a while. This isn't going to happen just overnight. Whereas if you're sleeping, let's say you're getting six hours of sleep now, this will be pretty quick for you. You'll be able to hit that goal in no time just by making small improvements. Um, so that it, it just kind of depends on where you're, where you're at.
0: Yeah. That seven to nine hour gap or the seven to nine hour window is peak. For your brain and your body to recover, refuel, regenerate. It'll get you to that state where you're no longer feeling foggy. You're not feeling great anymore. That's kind of the optimal time. Now, as you get older as well, those ranges shift a little bit as well. So seven to nine is just kind of like that window or that guideline Mm -hmm. that that science says. So here's the thing. Society is going to lead you to believe that you might only need four hours of sleep a night. You might look at somebody like Elon Musk, who's famous for not needing to sleep much founding Tesla, running, you know, PayPal, doing SpaceX. He famously says he only sleeps two to three hours a night and does that in short bursts. That's not normal.
1: No, it's really not.
0: It's also not healthy. No,
1: right. And your brain, you really need to get into that sleep um, to be able to think critically and to um, make really good decisions. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day with uh, Oprah and Ariana Huffington, the uh, founder of Huffington Post. And it was interesting because um, Oprah had asked her, what what's one of your regrets as far as, um, you know, just in general? And she was saying, Ariana Huffington was saying that one of her regrets uh, was not sleeping enough in the beginning when starting uh, the Huffington Post. Uh, she said even though, you know, it became really successful and it turned into this big thing, there were a lot of mistakes that she made. Um, And once she actually started sleeping, uh, things started getting better. She started making better decisions and the quality of Huffington Post, and it got even bigger. Um, So just keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to affect how effective you are in your actual daily life, as well as help you to overcome any addiction that you're having as well, because you're going to be less likely to make mistakes in your personal and professional life if you're getting good quality seven to nine hours sleep a night.
1: Absolutely. So let's talk about... uh, ways that you can get a better night's sleep. So let's talk about signs that you're not getting enough sleep.
0: So not getting enough sleep, that's probably what most people are actually dealing with more than oversleeping. So I know that probably there are some people who are listening who are dealing with oversleeping and I promise you we'll get to some of those effects shortly, but for the most part people are chronically undersleeping. And that's that goes to that goes for anybody who's listening that doesn't have an addiction problem either. These signs and symptoms are things you should be watching out for.
1: Yeah, definitely. So if you're not getting enough sleep, um, chances are you're falling asleep maybe in strange places in the middle of the day. Like if you're falling asleep on the bus, in the car, um, at the theater, even at dinner maybe, um, (laughs) you're definitely not getting enough sleep. Your body's constantly trying to play catch up.
0: Your body's going to look for any opportunity it can to re-engage that sleep, and if you're in an environment that's comforting and feeling like safe and secure, and your body starts to relax, it's going to immediately try to find that opportunity to sleep, because again, your body is attempting to re-orient itself and to get back to that part where it's able to you know, properly recharge the brain and the physical body. So if you're in that situation, chances are that's strong, very strong that you need to be taking a look at your sleep patterns, and but- what about oversleeping?
1: Yeah, so oversleeping too, right? So it's kind of this this cycle that continuously happens that I see a lot of people who, who are fighting with addiction, um, they tend to have insomnia. So they feel like, oh, I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm not getting enough sleep. But when actually looking at their sleep patterns, they're sleeping too much because they're sleeping so much during the day. And sleeping too much during the day causes you to have insomnia at night. And then it's this never-ending cycle. Um, Also sleeping too much, um, you're not getting enough physical activity, so you're not burning off those calories, so that's also a concern um, as well.
0: Yeah, it can definitely impact your ability to fight off any addiction that you're dealing with, and then when you combine that with a lack of energy and a lack of being able to move and to feel physically active and fit, you're then going to start getting into issues where then you're going to be dealing with food issues as well, and your eating rhythms are going to be off. And it's tying all those things we've already talked about, the nutrition, the fitness, and the sleep. They're all so closely linked together.
1: Definitely, they really are. So with that being said, let's talk about how not all sleep is created equal.
0: So what do you mean by not all sleep is created equal? What does that even mean?
1: Okay, so uh, when you're... Sleeping, your body essentially goes through these five stages of sleep, um, and it's with these five stages is they're broken down into like light sleep, light sleep, deep, deep, light. That sounds like okay. a
0: video game code <laughs> for like a Nintendo game.
1: Yeah, light, so it's light, it's
0: a light, light, deep, 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 deep light. light.
1: Right. So stage three and okay. four, <laughs> stage three and four are is that deep, 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 deep. Yep. Stage deep, deep, sleep. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs>
0: light, light, deep, deep, light.
1: Yes. Okay, so during those deep, deep stages, that's when your body is actually repairing itself from the day's stress.
0: Yep. During those deep, deep stages, I'm going to say that multiple times and laugh probably, but during the deep, deep stages is where your body actually generates HGH, the human growth hormone, which actually helps then repair the physical and the mental state as well. Now, Scientists are still pretty unsure of like what's actually happening to your subconscious during sleep, but they do know that it helps you to reorient yourself to the actual real world as well. So that means that you're able to, if you're sleeping a long period in the deep, deep sleep, that when you wake up, your subconscious is better able to, to handle regular day-to-day life.
1: Right, exactly. And so not, and when I say not all sleep is created equal, if you look at somebody who's getting 10 hours of sleep... Okay, but they're constantly waking up in the middle of the night, right? Versus somebody who maybe is getting five hours of sleep, but for those five hours are sleeping deeply. It's, that's kind of what I mean when not all sleep is created equal. So if you're that 10 hour person, right? And you're tossing and turning all night, every single time that you wake up, you have to start that cycle over again. So it's, light, it's unlikely that you're getting a high amount of sleep in that deep, deep phase.
0: Next, we're going to talk about the health benefits and the health risks associated with too much sleep or too little sleep. Then we're going to dive into strategies on how you can actually get a better night's sleep.
1: Okay, so there are some health benefits and there are also health risks for sleeping too much or too little. Ironically, both sleeping too much and sleeping too little puts you at risk for uh, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Yeah, and so
0: when you're sleeping too much or you're sleeping too little, there's going to be some major emotional effects that are going to then potentially put you in a situation where you're feeling triggered. Feelings of anxiety, depression, isolation, irritability, uh, all of those things contribute to relapse. And that's one of the things that we're trying to get you away from when we're talking about addiction and recovery. It's getting away from those types of triggers. And so if you're doing things that are causing you to be triggered, even if it's inadvertently by not sleeping enough or by sleeping too much, then you're really putting yourself at risk, you know, unknowingly.
1: Yeah, and when when you get the right amount of sleep, you're actually adding years to your life. Um, so when you're getting the perfect amount of mm-hmm. sleep combined with your fitness and combined with your nutrition, you're setting yourself up, and this is really great for, um, for fighting an addiction, because you're setting your whole body up for success on completely beating your addiction Um, not just putting a band-aid over it right because your whole body is going to be um, in a better state than when what it was when you were um, involved in in your addiction
0: yeah just think about it if you're feeling great physically and you feel like yeah and you're not worried about how your body feels how your mental state feels you're feeling refreshed you're eating good food you're physically active you're getting that good night's sleep it's going to be that much easier to avoid those triggers which are going to get you into a situation of relapse. Or if you're you know, still trying to get out of the addiction that you're currently in, it's that much easier to break through because you're, you're clear-headed, you're feeling good, and you want to keep that feeling going.
1: Definitely. So let's talk about strategies now. This is, this is my favorite part because this is the actionable part. Um, what can you do right now to get a better night's sleep?
0: Yep, grab a pen and paper. Okay, so I told you to get a pen and paper because what you're gonna do is you're gonna to start to record all of the activity that we're gonna suggest that you do so that you can create a log of how you're sleeping and the improvements that you're making and how you're gonna make them.
1: Yes, exactly. So earlier um, in this, we were talking about uh, you know taking at least a few days to establish that baseline. So that's gonna be really important. That's what when you're gonna start doing now. But in the meantime, uh, once you've established that baseline, a simple thing that you can start doing to be able to reach your sleep goal is to pick a day, maybe Sunday, because that's usually the first you know day of the week or whatever day you want, and um, every week on that day, start uh, moving up your bedtime by 15 minutes. Um, so for example, if you're going to bed right now at 1 a.m., um, maybe next Sunday you can start going to bed at 12.45.
0: Yeah, and think about this. It- didn't, it, this probably didn't happen overnight, pun intended, that you're suddenly at this situation. So it's not something that you can suddenly rectify and get in a much better situation. You want to think about it as something that you improve gradually over time so that you can really start to reap those rewards over the long term. And in, in many respects, just 15 minutes sounds super easy and you could just do you know, hours, but it's a lot harder to implement something if it's a drastic change and you suddenly say, I'm going to bed three hours early every night. You're setting yourself up for failure and you don't right. want to do that.
1: Right, exactly. So, 15 minutes is a good start. Now, uh, I did say earlier, you know, we were talking about how if you're only sleeping two to three hours a night right now, it's going to take you a while. So, be patient and be kind to yourself while you work through this. Um, it's going to take you a while to get to your sleep goal. But if you're already at six hours, six and a half hours, you'll be there in just a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, it won't be that hard for you to implement that type of you know, small change. And so, then that leads us on to, how can you actually get to sleep quicker? Right. What are some things that you can do to improve the quality of that sleep that you're actually getting?
1: So one of the things that we um, we recommend is uh, setting a bedtime ritual. So this bedtime ritual, um, again, it's not something that you're just going to jump right into and say, okay, an hour before bed every night, I'm going to have this, this new ritual. Start off slow, like maybe 10 minutes um, a night, but... This is a ritual that you, it's going to be for you, something that you come up with, something that's going to help you relax.
0: So for instance, if you are the type of person that can't fall asleep because you've replayed all of the events over and over and over again in your life uh, for the day, and you just, you know, recover, recount every conversation that you've had, one thing that I recommend that you do is just journal about it. Just take 10 minutes, pen and paper, just write it out. Just write out all the things that happened, both positive and negative, and that will help you to, to get those thoughts out of your mind, and onto the paper, and then set some goals for the next day as well. Put some gratitude in there as well, if you can, what, what you're thankful for, um, and it really creates this in, um, it really creates this journal of things that you can go back to and you can you can review as well. But it helps to settle your mind. I think it helps it to, you know, be easier for you to fall asleep, and you're not going to be replaying those things over and over again.
1: Definitely. Journaling is a great way. Um, if you're not into journaling, that's that's okay. You start off slow. Maybe just you know a few words here and there. Um, you can also do things like uh, maybe a yoga routine before bed, or maybe you could just read a book or listen to some calming music, drinking some non-caffeinated tea. Really, this should be your time every day um, that's for you. You have been fighting for so long that This is now something that you deserve um, for self-care.
0: I think there's one thing that's non-negotiable, though, and that is put the screens away. So that means take the charger, put it on the other side of the room, plug your phone in over there, make it a hassle to get up and go get it. Because ultimately, if it's there, it's going to be easy for you to scroll through, and that's just going to keep your mind on fire. And regardless of whether or not we're talking about you know, blue light filters on the phone, which impact your ability to sleep and all that other jazz. I'm just talking about, you know, scrolling through social media, looking at things. Um, it's, it keeps your mind active, and that's the thing you don't want to do is you want to make sure that you're feeling in a state of relaxation, and the phone is not a great way to feel that way
1: yes um i agree so i uh, you have that pen and paper so just take some time and just maybe jot down some notes of what how you want to start your um your sleeping ritual and remember to um pick a day over the next couple maybe this coming up week of when you're going to start moving your bedtime up uh, by 15 minutes and with do- those two things combined you should be hitting your sleep goal no time
0: yep Now, what about the introduction of sleep aids? Because I know there's a lot of people that will swear by sleep aids. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, let's talk about that. Sleep aids,
0: friend or foe? No. Okay, why is that?
1: So sleep aids, if you are currently taking a sleeping pill, okay, um, to help yourself fall asleep, we recommend that you start tapering off. Okay, you're fighting an addiction and it's best that you get your body to its natural self as soon as possible without the use of anything else going on.
0: Yep, I would definitely concur with that. I think that sleep aids can be used in an environment where you're being prescribed them by a doctor. We'll talk about that a little bit later on, but I would still be cautious about that. There are some natural um, sleep aids that you can explore, 5-HTP, melatonin. But again, those are natural, naturally occurring They're almost vitamins, essentially, that can help you to get into a state of sleep quicker. But as far as kind of sleep aids overall, the recommendation is going to be that you stay away from them and that you learn and you train your body in a natural, healthy way to fall asleep. Now, for some people, you might live in a very noisy environment. You might be living in New York City or London or somewhere that is just very difficult to fall asleep because of noise. We're not talking about physical sleep aids here where we've got, you know, earplugs are a good example of something that you can use, eye masks. Um, Those physical things are fine because they can help you fall asleep and stay asleep, which is important.
1: Definitely. Yeah. So if you're thinking about taking sleep aids, no, Um, stay away. Okay. So we recommend that you follow this plan. Um, and give it a few weeks. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, but you, if you tie in, if you have good fitness and if you have um, good nutrition and you're working on getting a better night's sleep, I'm, you'll be surprised. You really will be surprised on how well this actually works. And in a few weeks, you'll find that you're going to get there.
0: So the consensus is if you're thinking about taking sleep aids, don't. If you're currently taking sleep aids, the safest thing to do is to taper off And to replace that with, obviously, a better routine, better nutrition, and, you know, keeping screens away at night as well.
1: Definitely. Um, But we do realize that there are some reasons where uh, you may need some more medical attention. So let's talk about that now. now. Uh, When you should be calling your doctor.
0: So when should you consult a doctor?
1: So we understand that sometimes there may be medical conditions that can cause you to sleep too much or sleep too little. So if at any point you think you may have some sort of medical condition, I definitely recommend calling your doctor.
0: Or if you have a medical condition that causes you to feel this way, please don't use our advice in lieu of any medical advice you're already getting. Because that might be something that you need to take very seriously, and we're going to recommend that you do that. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't do things on your own to augment whatever thing that you're being treated for and treated by to improve your, your sleeping situation. These things are only going to help you get better um, within sleep, obviously. And if you're dealing with an addiction and some type of physical condition that's causing you to be unable to sleep properly, then... Uh, this is even more important that you you know, augment the rest of your body and the rest of your mind with what we've already suggested.
1: Definitely. So if you're feeling uh, frustrated because you have insomnia or you just think that you're wondering why I'm doing everything right, so I'm still not getting good sleep, um, you may have just not been giving yourself enough time. So we recommend that you give it a good solid 12 weeks of eating healthy, getting good nutrition, and following the sleep plan, if after 12 weeks you're still struggling with sleep, it definitely would be a good time to call your doctor.
0: Yeah, there may be an underlying condition that you don't know about, and there's certainly plenty of those that go around, and your doctor is going to be your best bet to figure out what that might be. But if you go to your doctor and you say, look, these are the things that I've done over the past 12 weeks, they're going to be much more likely to figure out an underlying issue than if they were starting just from scratch without any of that information.
1: Yep, definitely. Definitely. All right, so that concludes it.
0: That's it. We've talked about sleep. We've gone through everything you need to do. Hopefully, you've started out by recording how much sleep you were getting. You know what your baseline is.
1: Yep, exactly. And we've talked about uh, ways to get a better night's sleep, right? you Make sure that you want to up your bedtime by 15 minutes and get that good uh, sleep ritual going. Um, we also talked about uh, the health benefits and health risks of sleeping too much or sleeping too little.
0: Yep. Avoiding sleep aids of the chemical uh, nature, uh, physical sleep aids, always recommended, earplugs are good, eye masks, those kinds of things can, can certainly help you. And um, then we also talked about why you might want to check in with a doctor and what you should do before you check in with a doctor and what you should have already done. And that way you can make sure that you get the right type of medical attention that you, that you
1: might need. Yep, And if you have any questions or anything, feel free to hit us up at liverehab.com.
0: This is Live Rehab, and you've been listening to Addiction Radio, the podcast.
1: You can follow Live Rehab on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
0: If you haven't yet, go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.
1: Join us next time for another episode of Addiction Radio.
0: Thank you for listening.